0: What's up? What's happening? I am Curtis Bottoms. Welcome to episode two of the Yank Shaft podcast. Joining me as always is uh, Ian. Hello, hello. And Johnny.
1: Can't get rid of us that easily, Yank Nash.
0: Here we are. Uh, what a cracking race to open the 2021 season. If the rest of this season is anything like three weeks ago now in Bahrain, we are in for quite a treat. Let's just jump, jump right into it. Main t- biggest takeaway from the week before we get into uh, to a brief recap here. Ian, what's your, uh, what's your big takeaway here? Give it, it a minute or less.
2: Big takeaway from race week one that happened on March 26th that Yank chef Pod is now recapping on 414. So always great to stay current. Um, Lewis Hamilton, greatest driver in the world. There's a reason why. He was incredible. Uh, Checo Perez with an awesome race going from starting 20th due to some engine problems, finishing at 5th. Uh, I thought the McLaren Lando Norris was re- Lando Norris had a great race too, finishing fourth, and then bringing up the back of the pack. It's going to be a long year for Haas. We all knew it, but oh boy, does that team got some trouble? Yikes! America, Russia, we need that. We need that Russian billionaire money coming in through quick for that team because those boys got a long season ahead of them.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to have to change the name of the segment from from one big takeaway, but but you kept, you, you kept your timing was fine. Uh, Johnny, anything else? Anything else to add?
1: Yeah, I think Ian hit the the nail right on the head there. Hamilton's still the goat. Checo Perez might be exactly what Red Bull needs in their second driver seat to to push Mercedes there for the top spot. And uh, yeah, Haas Haas definitely stink. Williams are who they are, and it should be an interesting duel there for the
0: for the mid tier spots. Absolutely. Midfield battle was, was looking good. Lewis Hamilton. I think that that was one of the best wins I've ever seen from him. Like the last few years, he has been just dominating, winning by 30 seconds at a time, only battling Bottas pretty much, but that's why he's the goat. We finally saw why Lewis Hamilton is the goat. I mean, it's um, a
2: great, it's a great reminder because like you said, there Lewis Hamilton wins so many races by getting out in front of people, getting clean air and just, Long way the competition. And this was a race where he did not have the fastest car. He did not have the freshest tires. And I don't think there's another driver on the grid that could have held off Max Verstappen for however many laps it was that he did. I mean, that was incredible. Like he cries wolf a lot with, you know, the Bono, my tires in trouble, like my tires are gone. But that was really a situation where his tires were gone and he was able to hold off Verstappen and win that race. And that was just, that was incredible to watch and incredible to see for Lewis Hamilton.
0: I, I completely agree. That was, that was absolutely amazing to watch. Uh, my big takeaway, I guess, is just that the fight is on. I hope this season that we we've got a legitimate fight here for the, the constructors championship and maybe, maybe for the drivers, we'll see. Um, but the, all the things I was hoping for in our preview pod about the Honda engines looking good, the Red Bull and AlphaTauri having power came true. I think we've got a a title fight in our hands finally, which is amazing to see. Absolutely. Definitely. All right, jumping into just a brief recap here, and then we'll get into our main points. Uh, Obviously, we referenced Checo Perez starting from from the pits after his control electronics failed. Um, Max Verstappen takes the lead into turn one, passing Lewis Hamilton. Uh, Basically, fast forward to lap 29, Lewis Hamilton pits for hard tires. Lap 39, Max Verstappen pits for hard tires. And then lap 53 is when Max finally catches up to Lewis Hamilton, gets around him at turn four, but goes wide, has to give the place back to Lewis Hamilton, and he never really made another legitimate charge after that. Um, track limits were the have been the talking point for the last, better part of the last three weeks here. Um, you know, and they, they said you could, you could run wide on them. So Lewis Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas were Red Bull filed a complaint, eventually told Max, Hey, they're going wide. You can run wide too. Um, and then once Max started doing it, they said, Hey, no more abusing the track limits at turn four. Um, and then just too perfect that it was turn four. In fact, where Verstappen ended up having to give that place back to Lewis Hamilton. Uh, guys, we, we need, we need some consistency in these rules, right? Like, this is getting ridiculous.
2: I understand where Red Bull's coming from, and I understand that, oh, well, Mercedes is doing it, why can't we? But I still think that Red Bull should not have let Verstappen, Red Bull should not have forced Verstappen to go with that position, excuse me, that they should have just run with it. Said, you know what? We'll deal with it at FIA later. Like we're gonna win this race. We're gonna try to win it by as much second as possible. And then if they want to give us a 5, 10, 15-second penalty, we'll see how we can do. But I mean, clearly giving up that position to Hamilton at that exact turn um, in Bahrain was not a good decision for Red Bull and Max Verstappen. And, and I, I think they really regret the decision. And well, I don't they don't think didn't I tell them really to give
0: it up, it up at that turn because that was that was. I don't want to say it's on Max, but. I mean he if he had waited, maybe he'd been able to get overtaken in a spot where he would have had DRS and I mean
2: they radioed over they said we need to he said, give us give us spot back and mail that came through, Max pulled over and yeah, Hamilton. But that's behind.
0: but we've seen we've seen guys get that message in the past and take a few turns and be a little bit more strategic about it. If Lewis yeah. Hamilton, you know, if he had if he was in the exact same situation, he would have he would have waited for the most opportune moment. To, to let him pass so that he would have still been in position and max ended up going the, onto the gravel and
1: yeah i think that's the experience coming through there um uh max might have thought he had enough left to, to to maybe get lewis again on those last couple laps but having gone wide on the turn there he clearly dirtied up his tires and just didn't have what it took and took a gamble and
2: lost and to be fair to Max, too, like we said earlier, he had the faster car. He had fresher tires. So in his mind, I'll let Hamilton go by whatever turn he wants. It's going to take world-class driving from him to hold me off for these final laps. And Lewis Hamilton just came through and he held him off. So got to give but credit dude, to Lewis Hamilton for that. We see
0: world-class driving and world-class strategy. And I'm going to have to bleep this out later, but world-class. Shithousery from Lewis Hamilton. I mean, he is that he gets every ounce out of every single thing. It was definitely a, a
1: bit anticlimactic to see Max push him so hard there and then finally get past him just to have to let him <laughs> blow right
0: past him on the very I wish I wish he had just waited because it was it, it Max Verstappen is looking more more mature um in his drive. I think old Max would have gone for it even earlier and then maybe crashed or spun out or something. So I don't want to put this on Max's inexperience completely, but uh yeah, he that was just to 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 go for it right there and then and then put himself in a position when he gave him the place back to to not really give himself a shot. I mean, it I, it didn't look like Hamilton was on 25 lap old tires. It was incredible yeah. those last four laps. So that's uh that's I guess I guess just the most impressive part. Lewis Hamilton, man, finally getting a chance to show show new fans why he's uh why is the goat out here uh max verstappen solid race overall um i guess let's get into uh, uh checo perez uh coming back to uh to 5th for red bull there as we mentioned in our our little intros there um it does kind of seem like that second red bull seat might still be cursed after uh he barely was able to start the race and had to start from the pit lane after you know his stuff failed um, but I guess just yeah, what what do you guys think about that 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 drive from Checo?
2: I think Red Bull has a legit legit number two seat. I mean they they seem to love to put their drivers there's some type of almost rookie hazing with their new new Red Bull members and man going from twentieth to finishing fifth. I mean beating out Leclerc, Ricardo, signs even Sonoda. Like he had that was really impressive that he was able to start from the back of the back. And finish all the way in fifth on on that, race and on that race.
1: Yeah, it was an was an absolutely epic comeback by Checo, and I think that's exactly why Red Bull brought him on. Like, if if, if that situation were to happen to a Pierre Gasly or or an Alex exactly Alba where on, I was going to go with it. I don't, yeah. I don't see either of those guys, or or you know any other driver on the grid for that matter, <laughs> doing the same.
0: Yeah, I think we, we'd see we'd see Albon and, and Gasly uh, Red Bulls like, you know, qualify maybe ninth, tenth um, and then only be able to fight their way back up into into maybe seventh or eighth um, throughout a race. And this is exactly what we talked about in the preview that Checo is a guy who can fight through the field and he pulls you top five. That's all we need. I'm very excited to hopefully get both Red Bulls on the grid starting where they should be. Um, and maybe maybe get a uh, an actual run up there at the top because outside of uh Valdery Bottas's uh, pit stop going wrong on lap 30 it it could have been a very different finish um, they tried to undercut Max uh pit, pitting Hamilton on 29 Bottas on 30 Bottas ends up having a third or I'm sorry a 10 second pit stop 10 second stop in in the pit lane so brutal, brutal. 30 seconds overall um, and, and basically let's, let's max get back in front of him because the pressure would have been on because otherwise it max couldn't have continued his stint because then he would have had to come out. Sure. He would have been on slightly fresher tires, but he would have been behind two Mercedes with 15 laps left. And that's just, you're not, you can't, you can't do that with, with no help behind you. So I'm, I, we're still hoping red bull can get two cars up there, um, at the top of the grid and, and hopefully make things, uh, make things a little interesting uh speaking of the honda engines i guess let's uh i was leading the yuki snow to hype train on the preview pod um so here is your guys's platform to uh ba- basically tell me tell me how right i was about this uh give, give me your, your yuki snow to praise i assume is all that's coming
2: well i think he's working of the year we can say that without a doubt i mean who else what other drivers are he's i mean he he's far and away better than schumacher and mass Penn. Um, I was really impressed. That he was able to hold off Stroll, Reichen, and See, I mean, ninth place in your first race, picking up, picking up those solid two points. That's a great, great overtakes debut. as well. Great, yeah. great debut for Senoda, and he drives really aggressively, and it looks really good on the course.
1: Yeah, Yuki looked fast, and and he provided one of my favorite f- favorite parts of the race. I think watching him, the youngest driver on the grid, I might add. Uh, go head to head in a dogfight with Kimi Räikkönen, the oldest, most experienced driver on the grid. It was just, it was a pleasure to watch.
0: I, I did look this up the other night. Yuki Tsunoda was uh, six years old when uh, Fernando Alonso won his last <laughs> World Championship. <laughs> just, I, I was just, I was just curious there. Um, but yeah, I think I think we've got great things to come from Yuki. He he honestly seemed disappointed at finishing ninth. Uh, I think his he he wants that ceiling to be a lot higher. Um, obviously Pierre Gasly um, losing his front wing into Ricardo, having a bunch of other issues. Um, we didn't see as, as good as Alpha Tauri could be last weekend. Um, but Imola, their, their home track, we'll get into this in our, our, our preview for this weekend, but I expect a, a an even stronger showing from, uh, from Alpha Tauri this week. But I, I mean, a, a, a sister team, a junior team for Red Bull and his first drive, he scores points, plural points. I mean, there's a lot to be excited about with that guy uh, moving forward there. That, that gap
2: for me between – and this is going to be probably an overreaction because, you know, it's the first race of the year. This is all overreaction.
0: This is overreaction central. This is the time for
2: but it. But that gap between Ferrari
0: and Alpha Tauri is not looking that big. You, you, you no. may recall me in the season preview saying that Alpha Tauri may be the best team in Italy
2: alpha tower is sneaky like those are some those are some sneaky boys and gasly and
0: yuki Agreed.
1: i think they looked quick this weekend up sneaky boys gasly's unfortunate series of events there
0: i mean i'm expecting a lot better for them i guess i guess here's here's our segue into into ferrari um like i said i i wouldn't be shocked if alpha tower managed to to be competing with ferrari this year um but that being said charlotte claire did exactly what charlotte claire does uh that car is much improved from last year, but is still nowhere near um, the level of the Mercedes and the Red Bull. Um, and he managed to plop it fourth, I believe, in qualifying. Um,
2: third, third or fourth, I'm not sure. I it don't was third or fourth,
0: that. and Gasly was right behind him. Um, but a masterclass in qualifying from Leclerc again. He gets out, he jumps out to P3 almost right away, and then, as we've seen in the past, when he has to drive on those soft tires, he he it doesn't go well. So his first stint is is always bad. Um but the main point I wanted to bring up here was Carlos Sainz who uh took eighth eighth place. Sainz was, um, nice. getting, yeah, it's Sainz was yeah, ninth. Yeah, yeah. Sainz was eighth. Yeah, Sonoda ninth yeah, Stroll tenth. Um bad. uh and he and he admitted that he it, he was driving pretty conservatively um that he just wanted to get some laps under his belt in that car and I think that anyone I saw a lot of people criticizing him for that I personally love it that's exactly what Ferrari needs that's exactly what he needs nobody all these new drivers only three days of testing this year they need laps under their belt in this car he needs to see how it drives in dirty air he needs to see how it drives just in a in a Grand Prix in general um and I'm completely fine with him feeling like he didn't push it as hard as he could have still came away with some points Ferrari only both Ferrari scored points in 5 races last year and then one for one this year. So I'm I'm feeling good about that. Um, I guess where where are we ranking um, ranking Ferrari compared to to last year's struggles? How much of an improvement do we think they're going to be after after seeing this one week here Ian? I
2: don't want to overreact too much. Um, but I think we're going to see a much improved Ferrari team and I think it's mostly going to be due to Carlos Sainz. We can almost book him for back end points every single week he's not going to have the the not the not finishes he's not going to have the trying to make carl carl signs is never going to crash trying to make an aggressive move carl signs are going to sit between best case five worst case nine almost every single week lock up some back end points for ferrari and charles Leclerc is going to fight for a bottom podium spot that's going to be their season for what their cars are that's fine um, there's always room for improvement there but i mean i, I think if you're if you're Ferrari and you have higher expectations than that, you're going to be a little disappointed. But if you're cool with a two car finish points, every single race, that's probably the best you can hope for. Yeah.
0: I think, I think any, any midfield team should be happy with double point double points finishes at this point. Um, Cause it is such a loaded midfield and the Red Bull and Mercedes are still clearly the class. Um, and they're going to be, more often than not taking, taking the top four spots, um, barring, you know, somebody not finishing a race. Um, so jump on their opportunities. Um, Leclerc finished sixth. I thought that was kind of as as well as he could have done. Um, he tried to hold off Norris as long as he could. Um, so I guess, yeah, let's just use that as the opportunity to jump into, into McLaren, Lando Norris getting his, getting his way up into fourth, a fourth place finish. He, uh, he took third in the season opener last year, I believe. I mean, this guy's for real.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I was I was hyping up Ricardo as much as anyone. On, you know, when we when the last episode and Lando Norris came out, fourth place finish, qualified behind Ricardo, finished what three spots ahead of him. Awesome race for Lando Norris. I think Ricardo is in his it's in the new team, kind of the same thing as signs, or he's probably not trying to push as much as he can. So we'll see how the season goes on. But man, if Lando Norris is going to get you top five finishes and Daniel Ricardo is going to be what we know Daniel Ricardo is capable of being, McLaren's a dangerous team. And I think they can. They're not. They can't overtake Mercedes, but I mean, they can give Red Bull a run for their money for sure.
1: Yeah, I think. Uh, I think the pairing. I think Lando and Danny might be my new favorite pairing. Honestly, out of all the drivers of all the teams, they're just they're just fun. They're just fun to watch, and it's it's impressive to see what Lando's doing at such a young age. I, I thought he was just some savant Twitch streamer kid who happened to race Formula One cars. on He, the side. he is that no. too, you know. It's yeah. Not too, yeah. <laughs> But uh, he does. He, d- he does seem to be dedicated and, and um, have have some some talent there behind the wheel. All
0: right. I uh, Be remiss if we didn't didn't get into uh, Aston Martin here, who I I don't think we have mentioned at all outside of uh, the fact that Sonoda finished ahead of Stroll. Um, what a disaster for Aston Martin! Uh, scored a total of one point. Ish. Stroll in tenth, and 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 Vettel obviously. Um, not not grabbing any points. Uh, the car doesn't look great. Um, I was leading the hype train for Sebastian Vettel, and that he's in a new team. He's going to be refreshed. He's going to be this. He's going to be that. It looked like more of the same. He wasn't spinning out, but it it looked like more more of the same from uh, from Sebastian Vettel. I mean, it, is is he just is he just over the hill at this point?
1: He can look any more interested.
0: <laughs>
2: he doesn't care. And the Lance Stroll. He, uh, he's give or take. I mean, Lance Stroll is basically Nicholas Latifi with a rich dad, and uh, I'm pretty sure Nicholas Sebastian. Latifi
0: also has a rich dad, but not, well, not on the same level.
2: Let's go. Let's. I mean, uh, we're Formula One money. We're talking billionaires here. Yeah. Um, and then Sebastian doesn't want to be there. I, I just. That team has got a lot of problems. I don't think that Vettel and Stroll are going to mesh well at all. I don't think they're going to be teammates. Vettel's causing accidents on the track and blaming other drivers. I mean, it's going to be a long, frustrating year for them. They're like, if you gave Haas a better car, but kept all the problems of Haas, I think they're Ash and Martin this season. I really do. And it's the dysfunction just...
0: Dysfunction of Haas with...
2: They're, with, with they they got car. so many problems. And as we saw, Alpha Tari's. AlphaTauri is going to beat them week in and week out, and it's going to be a long year for Ashton Martin, too.
0: Johnny, any, anything uh, anything to add there on the Aston Martin debacle? Uh,
1: I don't – I mean, you guys pretty much said it all. That I think it's going to be a long, long, long season for him. Uh, it's pretty much a two-horse race for that for the top tier spot. I
2: Again, to overreact because it's – after it's the first race, what are we going, going to, to, to do? Is Sebastian Vettel going to finish the season as that second driver at Ashton
0: Yeah, I think, I think, he'll, I think he'll finish the season. They're paying, they're paying him an ungodly amount of money. I'm sure. I mean, none of those figures are, are publicly available, but I'm, I'm sure that, that they are paying him a handsome, handsome fee to be sitting in that seat right now. I mean, this and weekend, I don't think they have many other options. I not last week. World champions come cheap. <laughs> that
2: race and that weekend was so bad yeah, that if he as, gets, a, as we've that said, that, as bad yeah, as bad
0: Vettel scored 10 points this weekend, all penalty points.
2: It was on his bad.
0: Losses. Yeah. Give him four or five more weeks for that. Oof. And, and, know, and spinning out in a squirrely Ferrari with a sketchy back end is one thing week after week. But but locking up both fronts and crashing into the back of Esteban Ocon and then not even having the awareness to realize that it was his fault. I mean, that was the moment for me where I was like, this this might be a complete disaster. He might just not have the dedication or the talent or whatever it is. I don't want to be too harsh on the guy, but it just doesn't look like he has it after what we saw at Ferrari and then now we saw him this first week at Aston Martin. It's got to be all uphill from here, though, to be fair. Basically,
2: all we're saying is that Sebastian Metal come out next week and get fourth place and make us look like idiots. But you know exactly. it's the first race. We got to react.
0: Yeah. And uh and speaking of overreactions, I think Johnny had a bit of an overreaction to uh Alpine um going into the season. Uh Fernando Alonso, uh great, great drive on his part. For, uh, you know, he ended up not being able to finish, had a couple, couple failures, a couple things not go his way, but I thought overall a very good drive. Um Ian, you mentioned in the preview pod that uh, you thought that they were really, really, really going to struggle this year. And Esteban Ocon kind of looked like he was struggling out there. Uh, Fernando Alonso, I thought he made that car look better than it actually is somehow. Um, so I guess just what, what, where, do we think, where do we think Alpine stands um, as far as where we thought they were going to be going into the season?
2: I'm not ready to quit on Alpine yet. I think there's, I think there's some chance for improvement there. Again, if we're giving to everybody else, we got to give Alonso the coming coming back to Renault. Um, sorry, Alpine and trying to try, trying to drive that car is going to be tough. But I'm not ready to give up on them yet. I want to see what o- Ocon can do, when he's not getting run into by people. And I want to see what Alonso could do when alleged sandwich Euro whatever rapper gets caught in his brake duct. So. <laughs> I, I don't anticipate them to be in the points for many races, but if, if you all I could see Alonzo sneaking into a top seven, eight finish a couple of times and surprises some people.
0: Johnny, are you, are you willing to retract your, your Alpine love at this point?
1: So I will fully admit that I may have been a little too high on them to begin with, but I will firmly plant my flag in the Fernando Alonso is not as washed up as we all thought territory. Um, I agree. Uh, he did make that car look better than, than perhaps we thought. And I think they, they might've brought in a sleeping giant, honestly, with him.
0: I'm not sure if, if Ocon has enough as a second driver in a car that's just not that competitive. They made a lot of strides at the end of last year, a lot of gains, uh, time wise, to make that car really competitive. We saw Danny Rick at the podium, um, and Ocon got a podium as well. But I, I just, I, I think everyone else took significant leaps forward this year, and I think Alpine is kind of sliding down. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah I agree with that.
0: Ah, man! After uh, after our our cruel, cruel, and unjustified comments about Antonio Giovinazzi last week, or last episode, three weeks ago at this point. Man pulls out a 12th place finish, uh, behind Kimi Räikkönen, who finished, I believe, like 1.9 seconds out of the points for both uh, Alpha Romeos. There, um, I don't really have much else to say on them. Um, I thought it was it was an impressive week, and I think this is um, probably their ceiling. You know, in a week where more cars um, end up crashing out or not being able to finish for whatever reason, maybe they can snag a couple of points. But I did want to throw them a bone um, and acknowledge that. That they both had uh both had good good races there from Kimmy and uh and Antonio.
2: Yeah, I think anything, anytime you can get just outside the points and as they finished 11th and 12th, I mean that that's that's gotta be what Alpha Romeo is looking for. They're not a they're not a team that's gonna really challenge for many points this year. So they get one here and there. Um I, I gotta be happy with that. I mean, obviously there's room for improvement with them, but all in all, not a not a bad first
0: race for Alfa Romeo and our
2: in our in our and our boy that we just Mercilessly ripped in the original or in the first episode um Antonio Giovinazzi.
0: Yeah, kind I think he, he must have gentlemen. been one of our one of our 35 lessons on episode 1. <laughs> um and then he he, t- he took that personally. Um speaking of teams that do, are not expecting to score any points, um let's just kind of briefly run down Haas um, and the disaster that was. Um my the easiest point to make and the one that I will make right here is Nikita Mazepin did not finish a meaningful lap the entire weekend. His his only qualifying lap, he spun out and 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 couldn't complete a lap. And then he gets to start the race. And then he doesn't finish a lap in the race. The only two laps that mattered and he he couldn't finish one. And I know that that man, that has looks terrible. It looks like last year's Ferrari with less power. It is the most unpredictable back end I've ever ever seen. I don't know how anyone's supposed to apply any throttle on an exit in that thing, but uh Mazben did not look good. Schumacher also spun on lap four, but managed to uh to get it together. Um but is 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 Haas even worse than we thought they were
2: yeah oh man that was I, I'm I'm concerned that Nikita Mazben is not going to finish her race. I mean I know He's an easy person to hate for a plethora of reasons but this dude he's got some work to do because I mean we're not even talking like the man's booked for last every single race. It's just a question of is he going to finish? Like that's incredible every to week. even say. Every week like we know he's going to be last. And Schumacher is is going to do what he can do. I mean if he he was I mean he ended up finishing he got 16th with 4 DNFs.
0: Yeah. Ugh. that was that was about where where I predicted him. Uh somebody Ugh. somebody came in and was talking about him him getting a surprise 15th place finish and I was like, well, if a bunch of other cars don't finish, that's that's probably a ceiling. And it's not it's not his fault. It's not an indictment no, of Mick no, Schumacher. No. The fact that he finished the race in that car <laughs> honestly is a good sign <laughs> moving forward for him. Um And that's kind of the best thing that he can do this year. And it's unfortunate for Haas that if he does, if he finishes the majority of the races this year, he's going to get scooped up by somebody next year because there is, there is a ton of money um, in that name. Um, And it would, it would make sense to keep, to keep Mick Schumacher in formula one. He was great in formula two. I think we know he has the talent. Nikita Mazepin. We're not convinced he has the talent. And uh, certainly he has certainly hasn't shown it so far um, in this year. Um, All right. So, to so wrap up our thoughts on on twenty twenty one Bahrain Grand Prix, um, just curious, everyone give uh, give best drive of the day.
1: Checo all day for me. I mean, from coming from such a disastrous start with that epic comeback, fighting through traffic, finishing all the way in fifth place. I mean, I don't think it could be anyone but but Checo Paris, in my opinion.
2: If it was going to be anybody but Checo Perez, it's going to be Lewis Hamilton because fending off Max Verstappen and getting that race on just, as we've mentioned previously, tires that were just not there when he didn't have the fastest car, when Max was clearly better all day, Lewis Hamilton just proved why he's a world champion, and he was incredible. Um, while While I want to give it to somebody else, I have to go with Lewis Hamilton as driver of the day.
0: I it's it's hard for me to disagree. When I initially wrote out my rankings, uh, the day after the race, I had Lewis Hamilton as fifth on my on my drive of the day rankings. And then as time's gone on, here we are, April fourteenth. I th- I I have him as like a one one a one b, um, with uh with Lando Norris who I thought was was phenomenal. But honestly, if you hadn't said Lewis Hamilton, I was I was going to make the exact same argument. That what an incredible drive from him. I mean, holding off Max Verstappen, a guy we know has the speed, has the talent, has everything, and to hold him off in a car that didn't quite have the pace this week and on tires that were significantly 23-lap old tires, to finish that off, it was one of the most impressive victories of of Lewis Hamilton's career, and that is saying something... 'Cause he's got a lot no
2: of- one else is no one else is doing that. Not yeah. even close. You
0: mentioned that. no one earlier, no one on the no one else on the grid could have done that. I mean, I'm struggling to think of anyone in the last two decades that could have that could have done that, going back to maybe maybe a, a, a Schumacher of old, but I mean, what a what a drive from Lewis Hamilton. Schumacher. Um, yeah. Pico Alonzo. Yeah. <sighs> That's, uh, that's kind of it, you know, no, uh, yeah, no, no disrespect to, uh, maybe, to, maybe, to maybe, maybe, maybe,
2: maybe, maybe set Vettel 10 years ago, maybe.
0: Yeah, but it, we're, we're starting to get to the point where it's, uh, I think I, I give, um, I give almost all the credit for those Red Bull championships and I'm not trying to disrespect Sebastian Vettel any more than I already have because I, there's been plenty rooting for Ferrari last year. Um, but, I'm I'm at the point where I'm giving almost all the credit for those Red Bull championships to Adrian Newey, the uh, the engineer, aerodynamicist. Um, I think he designed it absolutely in powerhouse. Um, going into the going into that era, um, they dominated, and then we saw what happened. It, it's he he just has not shown he hasn't shown the same skill um, when he doesn't have have a car that's driving significantly better than everybody else's. Um, but I guess that's, that's, that's kind of all I, all I had for as far as Bahrain going to get into, into the Emily recap. If no one's, uh, no one's got anything else to, else to chime in with. Let's get it. Emily preview. So, uh, let me make sure I, uh, I get this right. Uh, the formula one Pirelli grand premiero del mare in Italy. El dell'Emilia Romagna 2021 at the autodromo internazionale Enzo e Dino Ferrari. A mouthful. Um, also known as Itl- uh, Imola. Um, <laughs> boy, Jesus. Um, so, Imola, we saw it last year. Um, kind of pretty, pretty exciting race last year, is where uh, you might remember George Russell uh, crashing behind the safety car um, for seemingly no reason, um, trying to warm <laughs> his tires there. Uh, very unfortunate for him. <laughs> um, true Williams fashion. In, in true Williams fashion. Um, two, great,
2: two great things happened in MLL last year. Number one, George Russell crashed behind the safety car. Number two, Danny Kreatt got fourth place. Yeah, which, which we did not believe. In 2020, craziest things in 2020, Danny Creat finishes fourth. Number two, COVID. I mean, that was
0: good for him, man. I, I genuinely didn't believe you when you first mentioned that to me.
1: Yeah, all. No, I, I probably would have guessed 12 other drivers before I would have come up with uh, the end a
0: Fiat there. Anyone just a- absolutely no chance. It was a, it was an exciting race last year. I think, I believe uh, Max Verstappen's uh, had a, had a tire failure or some sort of failure with like 12 laps to go and ended up retiring from the race. It, uh, it made for a interesting finish, a lot of safety cars. Um, I think we might've had a, a couple of red flags to that one, um, but it's a, it's a high downforce circuit, um, which should should play well for the Red Bulls um, and and the the Alpha Tauri, as we mentioned earlier. They this is their testing site, so I'm 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 thinking it's going to be a big weekend for the Honda boys. Not not me, but but Red Bull and uh and Alpha Tauri there um, um going into the weekend. Um, also, there is uh, off the track. It's just it's just grass and uh, and and dirt. So we will not have any of the controversy that we saw in bahrain thankfully um getting into it give me uh give me your uh, everyone uh, a poll poll and polling race winner ian
2: poll lewis hamilton winner max for stopping
1: johnny I think, I think i'm gonna go double hams poll go with the safe play hamilton poll hamilton dub
0: another double ham for the boy um, Man, I I think I'm gonna have to I have to agree with Ian here. I think I think that uh it 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 would make more sense for Red Bull to be able to squeak out pole here. Um, but I think after after Max stealing it from uh from Lewis, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh with the Hamilton pole Verstappen winning the race this week. I think he's he's out for revenge. Um We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, any any other hot takes? I, I'm, I'm, I'm predicting Pierre Gasly, who it was a disaster last week. I think I think Gasly, I'm going to say Gasly top five this week. I, I'm uncomfortable even just saying it out loud, but that's my hot take going into the weekend. Gasly, Gasly finishing fifth.
1: I don't know if that's such a hot take, though. I could totally see both Alphatari's finishing, finishing in the points. I mean, but like – like,
2: Points, I agree. Fifth might be a little overzealous, but I, after qualifying and seeing them race, I mean, I know he finished seventeenth because he had a, a, he had an accident with with Ricardo, but before the season started, I would have said you were crazy, but after the first race, you know,
0: I can see it. And I think Yuki, Yuki finished ninth yeah. in Bahrain, and this is, he's had as much experience here at, at Imola as, as anyone's had at Imola, and he's got as much experience here as he has anywhere else I in, think an, McCle- in an F1 park. Think-
2: and I think the McLaren boys are going to surprise this week too. I think they're going to have a lot way? of success. I think that we're going to we're going to see both. I think we're going to see both McLaren the top five this week.
0: Oof, I mean fourth and seventh isn't bad at, at at all. But I
2: think I think we're going to see I think we're going to see Ricardo push for a podium, and I think we're going to have Lando Norris finish at fifth. And it's going to be like, okay, McLaren, you're they're they're there. I, I think it happens. I think it happens this weekend, and we shall see. We'll come back to that when we review, but man, I I think it's going to be a great week for McLaren at MLA. All
0: right. Some, some hot predictions coming in from the boys. That's going to do it for, uh, for us here in episode two of the Yankshaft F1 podcast. Again, uh, didn't get to it earlier. We're just a group of American dudes who like watching other dudes drive really fast. Um, we'll, uh, we'll catch up with you before the next race.